Hello, my name is Chris Bear, and welcome to Saturday Freeze preview show, Just a Fucking Win, where we will be looking ahead to Rangers' match against Aberdeen this Tuesday. Joining me to discuss that is the one and only Kenny. Kenny, how you doing, mate? Hi, good, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Um, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to this this game um, against Aberdeen. I think it will. I think it will show us where we've came in a short space of time under Bill. So uh, I think we'll we'll see. We'll have a lot of questions will be answered, um, and hopefully it'll be positive outcomes, positive answers. Um, I have to caveat right at the top of the show. Um, purely because of uh, scheduling difficulties. We may not have as much information as we would like to do with these previous shows because we've had to record it even before Celtic play Aberdeen and, of course, um, the Rangers press conference with Michael Beale. So we don't have all the facts here. Uh, Kenny and I will just sort of discuss the game with a few hypothetical arguments in terms of, obviously, Leon King and Antonio Cholak. They may or may not make it. Certainly, Red Van Yilmaz, Connor Goldson, Ben Davis, they're definitely not going to start. Yilmaz isn't even going to be in the team. Um, so we'll try our best to get as much accurate as, uh, as much accuracy as we can. But let's hope that by the time you're listening to this, uh, Celtic have actually dropped three points at Pitodre and all's well in the world, Kenny. <laughs> well, that would be nice. Um, I've got a funny feeling Davies might start, actually, on Tuesday. Well, well, we'll come on to that, we'll come on to that. But Kenny, the first question I've got to ask you, do you think it was a penalty to Aberdeen when they, when they beat Celtic 3-1? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> that's, listen, that's a great starting point. Actually, Kenny, to be honest with you, the central defence, um, Hibs, let's be honest, the first half was just a complete and utter clusterfuck. Um, we spoke about it in the the, the review show. Um, Lundstrom and Sands... It's not a case of it didn't work. It's not there to be worked at because it's a complete stopgap. You know, it's 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 an emergency situation we're in. It's a a a, a round uh, peg in a square hole, or a square peg in a round hole, whatever you want to call it. It's it's there because it's necessity. We we genuinely have no one else. Ben Davis get five minutes or, or there or thereabouts against Hibs. Um, Connor Golson is on his way back. Leon King, as I mentioned, he may be ready to start after his bug. Um, obviously, Michael Beale will confirm that in the coming days. But I'm not against, as I said in the, the review show, Kenny, I'm not against Ben Davis actually starting, despite the fact he isn't fully fit. Because I believe a half-fit Ben Davis at centre-half is better than John Lundstrom at centre-half. Well, he is. Uh, the two of them uh, on Thursday night looked as if they had never met each other, didn't they? Him and Sands, Lundstrom and Sands, um, never mind played together. But um, it might be that they get you, what Gio had done with them was, or with Ben Davies, I beg your pardon, had given him an hour and then was taking him off. It might do that again. Might start with him and, and get him off uh, up at Petodre. But I think Leon King should be okay because it was just a, a sickness bug or something, wasn't it? So. Yeah. So a potential centre half pairing of Leon King and Ben Davis, you think? Possibly. Again, I'm 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 a bit like yourself. I don't know if uh, Davis is going to be ready, but if if he's in any way ready, I think he'll start him. To be honest, I don't think Goldson will start at all. I think uh, they'll you're looking at Ross County for for Conor Goldson to come into the team at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing for sure is Aberdeen are going to target us in that area. Yeah, they will, and they've got decent players up front, so... Far, str- far more so, physical players than Hibs. Yeah. Um, 
What's the boy they've got up front? Mayovsky or something his name is? Scoring lots of goals and decent player. So The other boy, Duke. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're decent up front. There's no doubt in it. The other kind of... It's not so much a question mark. It's a nailed on for me. Left back, I think Adam Devine retains his spot despite the fact that Borner probably will be back. Um, I would leave Borner out the squad completely for this. Um, I would bring Borner back into the fold for Ross County. I would leave Devine where he is. I thought he'd done well against Tibbs. He really came into the game. And he should start the Aberdeen game full of confidence this, uh, because of the way he ended the Hibs game. I was surprised that Hibs didn't target him yeah. uh, at all. Uh, I think Aberdeen will try that. But listen, uh, the boy starts. I don't think Borner will even be back, is he? He's playing on Saturday. Uh, I don't think he'll even be in contention to start or even be in the squad for no. for Tuesday night to be honest so he will start definitely yeah yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying even, even if there is a chance Bonner could be in the squad I would just leave him out completely yeah I agree just bring him back into the fold for uh, Ross County um, in terms of the players who started against Hibs who do you think played themselves into the starting 11 you know the, the other players we're missing here Kamara, Jack, Sakala, Tillman Kent Morelos I, I, I think the only question marks really as Sakala, I, I would go with Kamara, Jack, Tillman, Kent, Morelos as starters. Sakala, despite the goal, he didn't really do much else, really. He had another kind of bipolar performance, as we're coming used to with Sakala. So this might be a chance for Scott Wright, possibly. I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, I think he'll probably play a very similar front three. I think uh, Sakala might drop out and Jolak comes in yeah. up there. But I don't, I don't think... Much will change there at all, to be honest. See that 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 would that would interest me uh, greatly because obviously Bill's spoken about this that two strikers on the park is something he is wanting to do, and that does point to Cholak and Morelos. Now Morelos has uh, over time in his Rangers career not worked well with another striker being on the park, and we have tried it. We came out roof. We've tried it with Jermaine Defoe, certain times with Cedric Itton, um, and it's even been tried a few times with Antonio Cholak, albeit that's when we're chasing a game where uh, Gio would bring on Morelos with Cholak. Mm-hmm. Um, so it does intrigue me a little bit, but how do you see it working? Cholak is the focal point, Morelos out wide, or vice versa? I, I, just, can't, I just can't see Cholak doing the role out wide. I think that would be more suited to Morelos. But whether it's effective or not, that's the question mark. I think I think the good thing about it is we have got the likes of Sakala and and Wright. If it doesn't work, you can you can change it. Um, I, I would probably prefer to see Cholak in the middle. You want him in that box. You want him in there. Yeah. Uh, Morelos works well outside the box, so I would probably have uh, the two. It depends what way he's going to play it because he, sometimes he's going to play with one up and two in behind him, and or two in or two up and one in behind him. Um, Ken in behind the two of them kind of intrigues me, to be honest. With they're both playing reasonably central and all switching. Yeah, do you know what I mean by that? I think that's what he that wants to do. Cause, that would cause havoc. It really would. Um, <laughs> I would actually like to see that, to be honest, but my only concern there is, is Morelos. I just, as much as Morelos is, as you know, I'm, ta- I'm talking about peak Morelos, I'm not talking about this season Morelos. Um, let's just assume that that goal's done Morelos the world of good and he, and he is going to get back to his usual self. As much as he is a good team player, having someone play 
that close to him, he's never really shown it for me. So that that is my only concern. But the the prospect, don't get me wrong, the prospect of that working, it really does. It, it warms the cockles. You know what I mean? It, mm-hmm, it, it does. And I I think with Ken and Morelos, they both hard working players. But even at, you know in and around the edge of the box, if if they can work their back, is it a back three they play with most of the time? Um, yeah, we could cause them a lot, lot of bother with those three up there. Aberdeen, uh, let's let's not dress it up here. Aberdeen, this isn't a great Aberdeen team, albeit I have to say Goodwin's done a reasonably decent job in improving them from where they were last season. Uh, but I still don't think this is an Aberdeen team that has a massive amount of quality. I mean, you think of the Derek McInnes teams throughout the years, they've always had that kind of game changer, you know, uh, Johnny Hayes, Niall McGinn, um, Kenny McLean, Graham Shinney. Um, so they've always had decent individual players. You can even go all the way back to when they had James Madison for six months, you know what I mean? They always yeah. Had- a moment of magic player in them. Whereas mm-hmm. this team, as much as the, the, the two lads up front have been fairly impressive uh, in, a, in a goal scoring sense, the kind of I just I just don't see it with them. Um, and this is this is a weird thing when it comes to Aberdeen because you know better than I do. Uh, obviously, being of a more vintage uh, era than me, um, Aberdeen certainly post Alex Ferguson, they've never really had that really really good team that has caused this problem after problem the poorest of Aberdeen teams have actually been our most difficult opponent at Pataudry because as we know as Richard Gove said they play four times a year mm-hmm. and the issue we've got on Tuesday we know they're going to raise their game we know they're going to be up for it the crowd is going to be baying for blood you know it's it's going to be frantic that first kind of 15 20 minutes um, and that will set the tone as to who's going to come out the the, the victor in, in, in this match. And does that worry you with our um, characteristically slow start this year in terms of we seem to take our time getting into these kind of games and before you know it, we're two goals down um, and we're chasing it again. So does, does that worry you slightly? Or do you think the fact that the bill factor will come into play where that is now a thing of the past. Hibs, we sort of seen both sides of it. We did start well, but we still conceded two goals within the first kind of 15, 16 minutes. So, in my opinion, Kenny, we can't afford to concede two goals in the first 15 minutes at Petrodri against Aberdeen. Well, the chances of winning the game if you lose two goals in the first 15 minutes up there are, are pretty slim. Yeah. Um, it's, it's quite similar to last year with, with you. Remember, we came back after the break, we had to go up there yeah. Um, and we weren't ready <laughs> for, yeah. for them right from the off. Um, the only thing I would say, I tend to agree with you, this isn't a particularly good Aberdeen team. They scored a lot of goals, but they concede a lot of goals. Yeah. Um, my, my, if, I, if I'm Michael Beale, I'm saying, right, you get that ball, you keep it, uh, you get right at them, which is what he's wanting to do, obviously. But if we go for them right at, right from the off, I, I have no doubt we can go up there and, and actually give them a sound beating, actually, uh, because they're not a great side. But you have to match that whole atmosphere. You know, the, up at Petaudry, they can't stand. You know, everybody knows this. They don't like us and all the rest of it. But um, if you can go and match them uh, for their um, determination, if you want to call it that, 
Um, I, we should we should come back down the road with three points, Chris. In in terms of development under Bill um, as a team, you know, Bill said after the Hibs game that the performance obviously wasn't good enough. It wasn't what you would describe as a a Rangers performance. Um, are you still at the stage where I probably am at at the moment in terms of the result is the most important thing and the performances, that's something that we can look at further down the line? Or do you expect and and or demand a better performance than the one that we've seen against Hibs? Or is that just irrelevant to you at the moment, just get the three points? Up there, it's three points. Uh, the next few games, it's just about winning, the, winning these games, Chris. Yeah. But, but the one thing I will say is... I, I was very impressed with the, the the second half against Hibs. I thought we were actually very decent. I thought we were really good. Um, and if we can start the game like that, which is important, you know, that's the important thing because we're not starting games well, as you say. We have to start that game right from the off and be on it. Yeah. Um, well, it's 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 going to be it's going to as I said it's it's a very intriguing match for me because it's going to it's going to give us a lot of answers. Uh, one in particular answer um, we, we touched upon this uh, on on the the review show we had we had quite an in depth discussion about Malik Tillman. Um, you know, th- this is this is where it goes well, uh, Malik Tillman for me. I I I've, I'm fully expecting. I can you know. Was, was maybe an, an anonymous performance from him, but with one or two moments of magic, which which is obviously his style. But the thing that worries me is it's going to be a, a completely anonymous performance from him because of the environment, because of the fixture. Um, obviously, it's 100 miles an hour. There'll be very little time in the balls, especially in the early stages. So what, what do you think he needs to do to get him... Uh, really himself really into the game is it just a case of getting those first couple of early touches keeping the ball making one or two passes maybe getting a wee bit physical because he can get physical Tillman and that is one kind of aspect of his game that maybe is a wee bit underrated Um, is is it just a case of doing the kind of the basics first for the first kind of quarter of the game and then he'll grow into it um, just to ensure that there is no sort of kind of empty jersey performance again yeah Going back to the conversation we had in the review show, it's exactly what I was talking about. If we're okay, if we're playing well, I think the the lad will be fine. Um, It's the defensive side of it. He's going to have to be very aware and be able to match their physicality and their their work rate. They are are going to work their bollocks off. They always do against us. Uh, He's got to be prepared for that. And again, as I said to you, you know, in that conversation, he is only 20, he is still learning, it's his first time up there, it'll, it'll be very new to him. It's the type of game that, as I said in that conversation, that he wouldn't start, it'd be Tom Lawrence that would start in front of him every time if he was fit, so uh, he's got to be on it, aye, and I, I do agree with you. Uh, yep. One if thing he's, one thing for sure is uh, he he is he is the, the one of the key men for Rangers in this this particular fixture because he is he is one of the guys that can really kind of you know do something uh, whether it's an assist or a goal and and we are the the expectations are that, that he he has to deliver um, and you know 
I do, I do totally agree with you. The defensive side of the game um, will probably be more paramount, um, especially in the first half, let's be honest, because Aberdeen, they do work their balls off, um, but notoriously over the years, they start to tire after the hour mark, but usually by then they're comfortable and they're kind of two blocks of fives. So mm-hmm. hopefully we, we have a go or two by that point, and, and I believe he's absolutely essential to that. Um, so it will be interesting to see what he does. Morelos... Um, do you think that goal is the turning point for him? Do you think that he's going to kick on now? Because I have to say against Hibs, we didn't really discuss this um, on the, the review show. Um, his overall performance against Hibs was, was probably up there with one of his better performances this season. Um, don't get me wrong, like all of his teammates, apart from Kent last week, poor in the first half. But the second half, I felt it really, really came into the game. And we've seen flashes of the old Alfredo. Um, and... I fully expect Morelos. Morelos loves playing against Aberdeen. Let's be honest, absolutely. He does. And you know, I expect him to be uh, as much as I have expectations uh, of Tillman being the, the kind of key man. Morelos is absolutely the key man for this fixture. Yeah, he, he is, he, and he does turn up against them, doesn't he? All the time, he always plays yeah. quite well against them, uh, and he likes the battle. He, he enjoys it. Um, the only thing I would say, one thing I would say about Morelos, I still think he's carrying a wee bit of extra weight, isn't he? I want to see him lose that. If you get that, you'll see the real... If you can lose that, you'll see the real Alfredo. But I totally agree with you. The, the key man, if he can turn up on Tuesday, uh, he'll cause them a, a lot of bother at the back. Yeah, absolutely. Um Really, really, that's all we've kind of got to discuss. Um, there is one or two other things I do want to discuss with you in terms of contracts, but uh, what I'll do first is I'll get your predictions. I, I don't like to do in terms of score predictions because I, I don't like to, you know, make us look silly because these are very difficult things to predict. Um, so in terms of, I always like to ask the podders, what do you think is going to happen? Because, listen, unless it's a Champions League game or a very, very difficult Europa League game, 99 times out of 100, any pod that I'm going to ask, who do you think is going to win? They're going to say Rangers, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I, I know you think Rangers are going to win. That's not what that's not what this is about. What, what do you? Who do you think the game's going to go? What do you expect? Um, do, do you are you worried? Um, what are you most worried about? So how how are you feeling about it at, at, at the present moment with the game being a, a good few days away? I'm worried about us defensively. Um, waiting to see what our back four looks like. Um, not too concerned about our midfield. Our midfield should dominate the game. We should have plenty of the ball. Uh, if we can get the ball up to that front three that we talked about, then I think we can score goals. But my concern is that it could be a 2-1 or a 3-2. You know, the likes of the hips result. Again, it could be a 2-1 and a 3-2. Uh, if we... Ha- if we uh, have a makeshift back four yet again... Um, they can exploit that, and they will. That, yeah. that that would be my concern, Chris. I, I think you're bang on. I think what you said at the start of the show is, is completely bang on uh, in terms of Adam Devine. Like, I'm not worried about Adam Devine. I think he, he, he showed, certainly, um, 
against Hibs that, that, that there's a player there that he's he's a very serviceable player. Um, he will only get better through game time experience. Um, and by going to um, venues such as uh, Petodre, let's let's um, let's not forget that he was part of a very decent Rangers victory last season at Tynecastle. Albeit it was the end of the season, both yep. teams were going down, but at the end of the day, he has that on his CV. So this this will be another notch for him. Uh, but for me, the the main concern for me is is what you highlighted at the start of the show, Sands Lundstrom. If we go with Sands Lundstrom again, yeah, I'll be worried uh, prior to to a ball being kicked. Um, they will obviously be targeted. They both of them have shown that maybe when they are targeted, they're not really up to the task. So that would put more um, responsibility on Ryan Jack helping them out, which um, I think he, he is more than capable of doing anyway. But it, it means we lose a man in midfield. Obviously, Divine being targeted as well. That 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 could be a, a that could be a worry. But I would rather that the targeted. Divine when our central defence are solid, you know, if it is Leon King, if it is Ben Davis, at least we've got that sorted, we can only worry about the one thing, but if it's, you know, Tav, Sands, Lundstrom, Divine again. Sorry, Chris, I'm going to interrupt. I'd worry if it's King uh, and Sands as well, because I'm not convinced with them either, I've got to be honest. As 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 a partnership, both decent players, just as a partnership, I'm not convinced by them at all. Yeah. No, I, I would I would agree that that's a very legitimate concern, and I think it would be widely shared by the vast majority of the support. I, I I just don't believe that there's many Rangers fans out there that would look at Sands and Lundstrom being the centre half pairing and going, "Oh, we'll be okay." So, no. Audrey, so um, look, it'll be interesting to see uh, see how we go. Obviously, there is you know at the at the uh, time of recording, there is doubts uh, over. Uh, Cholak King should be okay because it is just a bug. Usual suspects are out. Uh, Kenny Yilmaz, um, Golden may be on the bench. Davis certainly will be on the bench. Lawrence is out. Um, Haji, of course, who will come on in a wee minute. Um, so there's not really any update in terms of players returning. Suter, he's also out. Uh, Kemal Roof looks like we probably won't see him until the new year. So we are still at the bare minimum here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I brought that up, obviously, in the, the review show, that despite the long layoff for the World Cup, we are still... We, we, we are still a, a bit away from getting a full complement of players. So... Look, it's just all about digging deep, getting the results, putting as much pressure on Celtic as we possibly can. We just need to assume that Celtic are going to win all their games up to the old firm, so we have to match that. And then firm game will be the old firm game. You know, that's a chance to slit their throat. Uh, just as much as it's a chance for them to slit our throat. So it, it's uh, that that will tell us a lot that game, but we can't look too far forward because obviously we've got a lot of got a lot of work to do up until then. But I think both me and you agreed at the start that. Um, or, or certainly on the, the review show that 15 points out of 15 has to be the, the, the target here and this is the this is this is game two this is this is the six points out of six points Aberdeen um, and it, it just you know Kenny I would take a battering if it meant a 1-0 win to Rangers I really would this will tell us where we're at actually in terms of what Michael Bill's been trying to do over the last few weeks it's an acid test going up there, not not because they're a great side, just because of the everything that comes with it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so the the one bit of Rangers news or two bits of Rangers news over the last uh, couple of days, um, we chose to obviously bring this into the, the preview show rather than the review show, is that there's two contract extensions, uh, first for Leon King and secondly for Yannis Hadji. We'll come on to Leon King first because that's the that's the straightforward contract extension. 
obviously Rangers being Rangers, there has to be a complicated one. There has to be a stagger. There has to be a wee bit of drama. So we got that with Yanis Sadji. So come on to King first. It was first reported by uh, Fabrizio Romano, um, first of all, which is uh, bizarre. Um, reported that Rangers were going to um, extend the deal for Leon King. Um, and then it was confirmed a couple of days when uh, a couple of days later by Rangers. Now there's no Rangers are doing this really bizarre thing. I would love to get your take on this, Kenny, because this is I spoke to a few of the lads about this and we can't really get our head around it. And I've seen people very bizarrely defending it, and I I, I don't I, I just I don't get it, mate. I don't get it. Um, it won't be the first time you've explained something to me, and then after it, I've went ah right, I get it. So I'm hoping I'm hoping you've got an explanation for me here. Why are Rangers not disclosing the length of deals um, on new contracts? I just don't understand it. I actually don't know. Um, I've thought about this myself and I, I find it a bit odd. Uh, my only conclusion is, um, how would I put this? Um, are they actually, I, I, I'm trying, how would I put it? Um, I I know what you mean by the way, because I've already said I'll 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 try uh, I'll I'll probably I'll I'll try and put it in the I'll probably be, I'll take the controversial um uh heat. It's for for me transfer amortization amortization uh, sorry yes. is the length of deal um so just say it's a five year deal, the amount of wages uh transfer fee as well, you divide that over the five years and then that's yep. That's what goes on to the books. So values. Uh-huh. I think what we're looking at here is potentially, and by the way, it's not illegal. So if any Celtic fan are listening to us and he's wanting to bring this out, cool. Um, because Rangers are certainly not doing anything illegal, but potentially a wee bit of cooking the books. It's manipulating the books. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh making sure your your assets are at uh peak value. Yeah, Put it that way. Uh-huh. Yeah. So one defence of the strategy uh, of not disclosing the contracts, um, which kind of came to my attention, which I found bizarre. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you, Kenny, I found this absolutely fucking laughable, right? You can let me know your opinion because there might be some substance in it. And if it is, if this is the case, then I just, I, I don't know where we go with Ross Rose. <laughs> so... Somebody came up with a theory, um, and they were quite staunch in this defence, was Rangers are not disclosing the contract lines because it goes into the media and then the pressure gets ramped up on Ross Wilson to um, obviously extend the deals as the deals are running out. So if everybody knows the length of the deal, that puts more pressure on Ross Wilson. What's your your take on that? No, I I don't believe that. I I actually don't believe that. But listen, it's Rangers, and nothing would surprise you. I I don't know. I'm like you. All this nonsense about... uh, This first happened with James Tavernier last year, wasn't it? Your captain signed a new deal. How long for? No telling you. (laughs) This is the point I was making to this, this particular person who brought this to my attention. It says it stops people talking. And I'm like, well, not really, because more people are talking about it than, than, it, makes than it was. You know what I mean? So, we've kind of went a wee bit off the subject there. Let's kind of go back to the, the, the point here. Leon King um, gets his gets his contract extension. We don't know how many years. Um, let's just assume it's bare minimum three years. Look, I get it. Uh, while protecting an asset, um, I don't think Leon King's 
Look, I'm not going to say Leon King's not particularly impressed me this year. He's, he's had a tough uh, schooling. He's been brought in a very tough situation. Leon King, uh, I'll, I'll put it this way, <clears throat> instead of focusing on his performances, which, by the way, is completely legitimate, I do not buy into this, we cannot judge him and his performances. Of course we can. We're Rangers fans. He's playing for Rangers. Um, and his performances, quite frankly, like I, I don't think they have been good enough, but that, that's by the by. That's that's not the point here. I feel his progression has taken a wee bit of with us running the team. And that is a thing for me, Kenny. I think that exposure to first-team football at that age, um, when you're not as ready as what you probably should be, can actually negatively impact you. I think he needs a spell out the team and that will happen. That will happen when the players come back. And I think yeah. he'll greatly benefit from that. And that's the benefit we're going to get from tying him down. Because he'll come back, he'll be ready and he'll be more of a man. He's got that. He's, he's had this tough period under his belt, which should be the making of him. But right now, I think it's had a wee bit of an impact on his development. I think he was on a trajectory before he got exposed to first-team football, which was just completely aiming for the sky. <clears throat> it's taken a dip now because of this, but do you know what? This this contract extension gives him time to recover and and become better, and, and I think that's the thinking behind it. And then, obviously, if that, that if that is the plan and that does happen, Rangers are going to benefit from it in the long run because, obviously, we've tied them down. I agree with everything you've said there, actually, almost word for word. The only thing I would say to uh, you know to add to that is it's actually worse going in uh, to that particular position as a young guy and and a con you know and a a team that's lacking uh, the amount of confidence that we're lacking. You are going to make mistakes. The kids going to make mistakes anyway. All kids do, but they're getting even more highlighted because this team's under so much pressure. I think the only one position that could be worse for a youngster um, breaking through that gets flung into a situation like this would be goalkeeper. Yeah, it is. Uh-huh. Yeah, Centre half, it's such a specialised thing. Yeah. And yeah. you'll see that yourself. Oh, the top, top centre halves start to emerge when they're 22, 23. Uh, they're hitting their peak at 28. It's similar to a striker in that sense in terms of the ages that they, they start to come through properly. And... But it's a it's a really specialised uh, position, uh, and I, I feel for the kid actually because I think there is a definitely a good player in there. Uh, but He's I won't got, I uh, won't necessarily judge him too much nah, uh, on just now. To be absolutely. honest, absolutely, and, and that is the thing. He's um, <clears throat> usually for a young kid breaking through, it's the ability is all there, but you need to wait for the body to catch up to. Uh-huh. Develop. King has got it round the wrong way a wee bit. Yeah. His body's there. You can tell he's a big boy. He's a big, strong boy. He's got the height. He's got the physique. He just needs to wait on the, the ability and the experience to catch up with the body. He's and, got to learn that position, Chris. Yeah. It, it, it's a position you really need to learn. Yeah. Uh, and he's, he's right at the beginning of his career. So I'm delighted to sign a new deal. That's great news. It's it's uh, it's smart business. It's smart business. Um, as I said, I've been critical of him this season, but that doesn't mean that I don't see uh, any good in him. I don't see this as a, anything but a positive, because at the end of the day, um, anyway you look at this, it's a positive, Kenny. If 
Leon King's career doesn't work out the way that he expects it to, it's a cheap punt. And if Leon's King, uh, sorry, if Leon King's career does work out the way he expects it to, we're going to profit from it. Um, and 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 let's hope massively. Um, we just we just need to wait and see on that one. But it's certainly a smart piece of business. Second uh, second contract extension um, this week was Yanis Hadji. Now Michael Beale was quite cryptic in terms of saying that a senior member of the team would um, would be signing a new deal in the coming days and he said it wasn't Ryan Kent and he gave another clue and said it wasn't anyone Scottish because everybody believed it was Ryan Jack um, and then almost out of nowhere left field Kenny it was Yanis Hadji now I have to say yeah. no nah, I just did not expect that one at all um, so there's two versions of events here um, the, the, the first version of events was basically he got a contract extension. Um, as simple as that. His, his deal was running out in two years and, and we gave him an extension on that. Bill then came out and absolutely put a spun on the works and got everybody kind of up to high though uh, by saying that he was actually a contract this summer um, and he was one that they had forgotten about that, you know, that I'm not, I'm genuinely not making up that quote. I know. <laughs> that, um, that, that, was, that was soon clarified as him almost misspeaking, he had a wee bit of misinformation um, certainly nothing was taken out of context, what I said there was verbatim um, he, he he just, he got the wrong end of the stick uh, the, the, the initial um, two years left in his deal was the the accurate fact his deal wasn't running out this summer so um, we, we put that to bed because that, that was another argument altogether that was a Ross Wilson argument so we, we can't blame Ross Wilson for stuff that he's no doing, you know what I mean, that, that'd be a wee bit no, 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 no. So I'll go back to my original point on this, Kenny. Um, uh, try to think what I can how to word this so I don't get letters. Uh, I don't get it. I, I don't get this at all. Um, I do. I, I've got to be honest. I do. I'll tell you why. Uh, the boy is uh, he's a big asset for us, right? He'll go for a lot of money, and I understand he's been out. But when you are sitting there being out for that amount of time, it shows a, a huge amount of loyalty on both parts, on, from both parties, it retains that asset. And more importantly, Chris, that if you look at it, come next January, he could sign for somebody else, right? We don't want to get into a position that we're now in with uh, Ryan Kent and Alfredo Morelos. The situation is that we, we have actually probably maintained the value that we probably had a year ago on a player as long as he can come back over the course of this season, uh, that he's, he's not going to lose any value. He's he's highly sought after. You're, all we're doing there is protecting our asset and showing a bit of loyalty, loyalty to the player. And I'm really happy with that, actually. Well, where, where, where I stand with it is uh, ACL injuries. Um, there's a high percentage of them that reoccur, um, and we see it all throughout football. Mm-hmm. Uh, our most recent example, and I get that it's you know it's not exactly it didn't exactly happen last year. I get it's almost ten years ago, but as uh, Stephen Naismith, he had two ACLs with Rangers, and his career was uh, cut short purely because of them. Um, he retired at 32, 33. When let's be honest, when he broke through as a kid, you could easily have predicted that he would have played right in his 30s because he was such a fit young lad. But obviously those injuries took its toll. Um, and that's my concern. We do not know what Hadji's going to be like. We can all 
be told depth fed information that his recovery is on point. That's good. That's fine. I, I'm, I'm, I'm delighted for that. I want Yanis Hadji back on the football pitch. But we won't know the impact of this injury until Yanis Hadji is actually back playing for Rangers. No, we and won't. The, the, the likelihood of a recurrence is is there. It will always be there right up to the end of his career. That, that's, that's just a medical scientific fact. Um, that's what these injuries do. He may very well go through the rest of his career without ever getting another ACL, which I hope is the case. The the worry is, for me, Kenny, he comes back, he breaks down again, and we've got this guy on the books for three, four years longer, having to pay his wages, and we can't shift him. And you're not going to tell me Yannis Hadji's one of the smaller earners in this Rangers team. He's obviously going to be right up there with the higher uh, echelon. So. Yeah, but we don't know how long the, the, the extension is for. Is it just a year extension? This is what I'm saying. Are we literally just protecting ourselves? Yeah. For, for me... And by the way, I get your point, Kenny. I totally get your point uh, in terms of at least now he can't talk to clubs next January. Get that totally. But for me, I would have liked to see him come back first and then made this offer because I think that would have been the more wise thing to do because there, there is that uncertainty, you know. But I totally get your point that we are protecting ourselves, but we could also be screwing ourselves. That's that's what I, that's that's what I don't. I, I just how have we managed. Right, let me try and think. Let's just say hypothetically, Yanis Hadji didn't get that ACL. Do you think he still signs a contract when he does? Uh, yeah, probably. But uh, the, the, but all I'm saying, oh, but this is what I'm trying to say, Chris. That uh, you're saying that we, we're putting ourselves in a position. And I think we are. I understand exactly what you're saying. All I'm meaning is that if he does come back and he's not quite right we can then move him on next January or whatever uh, and make a healthy healthy profit on him still, even with the the injury that he has just now coming back from it. He's still a valuable asset. Mm. So it gives us a year, if you know yeah. what I mean, to analyse, you know, assess him and analyse the situation and then move him on. We're, pro- we're, we're only protecting our own money, I think. Yeah, well, listen... Um, it'd be hypocritical of me to be this uh, critical of Rangers actually giving players a new contract when I'm constantly banging on about Rangers not giving players a new contract. So, look, we've done the deal and time will tell if it's a good deal or not. Um, it, you know, it, I certainly hope that it works out the way you expect it to. I really, really do. Uh, Yanis Hadji is a player much in the Malik Tillman mode. Uh, you mm-hmm. Surprised to to hear that frustrates the fucking life out of me because um, see see for me see see Hadji just just kind of get off on a wee tangent here but see Hadji for me uh, I've talked about a fully fit Hadji you know uh, kind of pre injury Hadji he was always holding something back and that really really frustrated me um, and I just wanted to see the boy go full pelt you know I just wanted mm-hmm. to unleash himself into games uh, take games with a scruff and net because he's 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 capable. I mean, you look at that Braga performance, he took that game with a scruff of the neck and he became a leader in that team. And he was yeah. a young boy. And like that's, you know, before the injury, I thought that's the player he's going to end up being, whether it be for Rangers or, or, or elsewhere. Um, and, you know, it, 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 I, I like Taji, is what I'm saying. He did frustrate the life out of me. I can't wait for him to come back. 
I just hope that it works out for everybody. I hope it works out for Haji. I hope it works out for Rangers. And 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 this contract decision is one of the best decisions that Ross Wilson's ever made uh, for Rangers. I really do hope that. I really really do hope that. I'm just I'm just nervous. I'm I'm really really nervous about it, particularly because of the the history of ACLs for football players. I I, and I understandably so, and that's what I'm saying. I I think that he's another option that we have. He's another one that, you know, if we're going to play this formation up front uh, under Michael Beale, Chris, he's going to be pivotal. We get the, the options we have, uh, that that will become... And I know Morelos might leave in the summer or Kent might leave in the summer. We've got replacements and, and already... Do you know what I mean? I think yeah. that's all we're trying to do is just protect ourselves a little bit. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's I, all I mean. Yeah. No. I totally, I totally, I totally understand your your position on it. You know what I mean? I I knew that um, my position on it wouldn't be the kind of universally popular one. Um, it's not even 50-50, It's probably seventy thirty in your in your favour, uh, Kenny. I oh, know, um, but I, listen, I've got to be fair to you, Chris. I do totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. You know, coming back from a cruciate injury, I've got, I've had one. <laughs> I know what it's like. Uh, it's at that level, it, it is liable to go again, and yeah. I do understand that. But go, just going by his Instagram and stuff like that, I think he's a he's a model pro, and I'm I'm hoping that he comes back fit and willing to go. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so that just about uh, covers it. You know, we've got Aberdeen on Tuesday. Um, crucial, crucial match. Uh, as I say, as as we record right now, we don't quite know the 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 outcome of the the Aberdeen Celtic match. We hope for an upset there, but as we said, uh, Kenny in the review show, um, we're pretty much at the stage where we're hypothetically assuming that Celtic will win all their matches up to the old firm, so that probably will be the case. So it's just a case of just keep going, getting the three points, putting the putting the points on the board, putting. The, I mean, it's not so much putting the pressure on, but just keeping them in sight because they are still in sight ever so slightly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we've got a chance on the old firm game to, to, to do a bit of damage, and that has to be the minimum expectation between now and the, and the, the Celtic game. And I just hope that, that that we can rise to this challenge um, on Tuesday because, as you said, Kenny, it certainly will be a challenge. It will be. Uh, it always is up there. And it's not, as you rightly said at the start of this show, that they're not a great Aberdeen side. I've seen a lot better Aberdeen teams than this, but they they get up for it against us, as everybody knows. So they, we have to be ready for that. The one thing about Aberdeen teams is um, the, the, their mentality outweighs their ability. Um, and what I mean by that is... I don't mean that their mentality is or their, their winners. Uh, their mentality is let's just fuck Rangers, yeah. uh, and and that always comes to the fore when obviously we come to town, particularly when we come to town because obviously their record at Ibrox isn't exactly great. Because I was going to say that Kenny, the, the game at Ibrox is that can we take it for that? Because I don't think we can. Because I'll be honest, I can't see Aberdeen being that poor at home. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think you can take in from that. What, what I do remember about that was. Their manager, that is a good one, being yeah. an absolute asshole in the build-up to it, telling everybody what he was going to do. He was basically, uh, well, slapped back up to Aberdeen four-one. Um, a, a silly, a, a, I don't like him. There's something about him I can't. I, I just don't, don't like him at all. I can't go good one. Um, 
I just think he's an arrogant. He, 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 he's got an arrogant so he doesn't merit. He's never done it in the game. Um, no, no, do you know what you're you're actually so spot on, right? But I tell you what it is. He's obviously a Celtic man, right? I don't care about that. That's fine. But, but, but we know plenty of Celtic men. We know plenty of Rangers men. I probably like some Celtic men more than I like some Rangers men. And um, you know, these it doesn't who you support doesn't define the person you are for me. No, of right? course. And and I'm not saying that's the case for you because your argument there is so spot on when it comes to Jim Goodman. I get what you're saying. It's the Rangers fans that say, "Oh, he's a Celtic fan, so he's an asshole." I actually find them. I, I don't know. There's something about them that's that's quite a likable trait. Like when it comes to arrogant managers, um, I'm always uh, I always take a shine in him. I don't know why, um, but I, you're probably spot on there. He's got no right to be arrogant, so I think that's what it probably is. And I have to say, um, and I have to give, uh, I have to be fair. Um, he's he's never really, he's he's never really been um, disrespectful towards Rangers. We could we could point to we could point to the obviously his comments uh, before we played Aberdeen at Ibrox. He's been a little bit disrespectful, but again, I don't I don't mind. Uh, he's talking his own team up there, but. I remember after we beat St Mon at Ibrox to win the league effectively, he was very, very complimentary about us and and, and um I, I much prefer those types to the ones that would just don't have a, a, a nice word to say about us. So um listen <laughs> it's yeah, not, listen, mate, I didn't like him when he was a manager of St Mon. I don't know what it is, I just don't like him. <laughs> I don't know I don't know what it is. Him and Jack Ross. Oh, oh, don't remember get the two of them at Alva? Oh my God! Jack, Jack Ross, Jack Ross is a completely different story for me. I, I don't like that guy at all. That's a guy that thinks he swallowed a dictionary and tries to. Ah, exactly. But that's, I think that's the thing about Goodman. He's just a, he's just a normal guy who is just a wee bit above his station, and I quite like that about people. I don't know what it is. It's the, it's the confidence within yourself, even though you've got literally nothing to back up. It's <laughs> much. <laughs> Me and you are different then, because it's exactly that that I don't like about him. Back it up, buddy. <laughs> no, but, um, I uh, look. He uh, he'll have he'll have his Aberdeen Aberdeen team ready. Uh, that's for sure. That's he will. For, uh-huh. And uh, we need to rise to the challenge. But as you as you said, obviously his comments uh, prior to the match at Ibrox. Um, that probably helped fire us up a wee bit. So this has been so. recorded. This has been recorded a couple of days before the press conferences. So let's hope it does it again. Yeah, aye. absolutely. Um, so the the very one thing you hate about him, Kenny, is the very thing that you hope he does. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I don't know what it is. I, I, every time he speaks, I'm like, oh, <laughs> wind your neck in, man. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, but uh, listen, Kenny, thanks very much once again, mate. Um, Always a pleasure. Brilliant conversation. Um, and obviously, let's look forward to a, a win at Pitodri. Just before I go, once again, I'll say please uh, keep supporting us as much as you can. Follow us on all, all our social medias. Uh, we're on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. You can download the podcast from Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music. You can also get us on the podcast. All the links, including the competition, will be posted within the description of this podcast. Uh, Producer Andrew will very kindly do that. The the, the most smallest bit of help you can give us actually goes a very, very long way, and it means an awful lot to myself and the guys. Um, As I I described on the the review show, um, the, the response to this podcast, this network, 
has been nothing short of um, humbling, to be honest with you. Um, I speak not just for myself, but all the guys, we've all been blown away. Not one of us. Yeah, we have. It's been fantastic. Yeah, not 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 one of us predicted this. Um, it's it's been, and, and we're obviously not going to give the data over, but we, we get to see the data firsthand. Certainly, producer Andrew does, and he shares it with us. And, and I'm talking about downloads, listeners, interactions, all this kind of stuff. It's been absolutely fantastic. Um, if I got half the numbers than what we've currently actually got, I would have been delighted. But the fact that we get the the, the numbers that we actually do have at the moment. Is is just um, just just amazing, um, and I can't thank you enough. So if you can continue to support us, that that would be great. Um, but look, thanks very much for listening. Hopefully, we get the three points at Patoji. Join us next week, um, where myself and one or two of the guys will be discussing hopefully a victory against Aberdeen and the upcoming match against Motherwell. Producer Andrew, I know you're there. You're going to be in America, um, so you looking forward to that. Yeah, uh, it's going to be interesting watching Rangers TV uh, legitimately for once in a while. Um, <laughs> right, rather than pretending I'm in America, I'll actually be there. So, uh, so it'll be fun. Yeah, so although producer Andrew will be um, having his festivities um, over in the United States of America, he is still very kindly going to be helping pump the podcast out. So it's the support of you guys that help Andrew, uh, that helps motivate Andrew to do this. Um, so uh, as I say, without, without Andrew, really, we don't have the podcast. So um, just keep supporting us just to keep Andrew on side to make it worthwhile. That's, that's, well, that's a, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. And I wouldn't be doing my producer duties either Chris if I didn't mention that it's Ross County we've got next not Motherwell mate uh, no I knew that it was a test it was a test <laughs> of course of course <laughs> we've actually got Motherwell on the 23rd of December um, and then sorry sorry we've actually got Ross County on the 23rd of December and then yeah. we'll be yeah, Andrew passed the test there but listen thanks for listening and um, hope you enjoy the show and join us next week as I said